and good coffee, everybody. Ah, no, it's not Friday yet. It's Tuesday. <laughs> but you know what? It's nice and relaxing whenever I hit the start record button and I'm no longer prepping for the show. I am going into it and I'm having a conversation. And uh, I enjoyed that. That is satisfying. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Larry. And it is good to have you here today. Whether you are from nearby where I live, whether you are an old classmate of mine, whether you right now is you're a total stranger that I don't know you and what you know of me is what you have heard. Uh, welcome. Um, I'm glad that you're here. Today is Tuesday, the 16th of July, 2019, and I have a dark roast with a little bit of milk in it for my beverage this morning, and the smell is fantastic. I hope you have a great aroma-producing beverage in front of you today. When I woke up, I thought, oh, maybe I'll grab my little microphone and go outside out on the deck. And then I remembered when I looked outside and it was, you know, everything was wet that, no, don't think I'm going to. Think I'll stay in the house. Uh, we had little light showers yesterday and, uh, uh, and into the evening, so... Everything is a nice wet. It's, I don't think it was a soaker wet. I just think it's a nice wet. Uh, this morning I was looking uh, at the statistics from Anchor.fm, the podcasting software that I use, and I don't think I can go back to it now without it stopping the recording. I don't trust that. So, uh, uh, But I went to the, the dashboard, and it gives me some of the different statistics. And right now, we are averaging about 18 listeners per episode. And it seems like a lot of folks, when, they, when they've been finding it, they, they go back and they listen to other ones. Because there's some from you know quite a while ago that are really boosting their numbers still on particular episodes. And it tells me where most of the people are listening from. Uh, there's, I think it's 89% are from the United States. Uh, then the next is Spain at 4%. And then I started looking, I wonder what happens if I click on certain buttons on my screen for the other countries. And I was, I was kind of still kind of fascinated that Russia has 1% of my listeners. And whenever I clicked on it, it told me which cities. And so of those people, uh, there's uh, 10 from Moscow, or no, 60% of the Russian ones are from Moscow. Now, Moscow, suburbs, what have you. But when I did the math, that's about 10 downloads from Moscow, which I find fascinating. How in the world did they find me? You know? <laughs> I don't know anybody from Moscow, so if you're from Moscow and you're listening, hey, a tip of the hat to you. Uh, thanks for joining me. I hope you find things that are refreshing and and enlightening and are helpful to your life. So to the people that are from Sri Lanka and Singapore, um, Kuwait, that I have seen, you know, hey, welcome 
glad you joined. And uh, let's go ahead and get started for the day. Let me get another sip in. Mmm, that just tastes so good today. Well, I've been, you know, uh, in in some of my recent counseling, uh, there's been some challenging cases. Um, not disclosing anything, you know, identifiable, but some are challenging. And I guess for me, uh, one of the big challenging things is is not so much how complex a situation is. You know, it's kind of like if you've got a tangled bunch of electrical cords, you got like one of those 100-foot extension cords, and it has just gotten into a knotted mess. It may take a little while, but there's a logic to un- undoing one of those. You know, you don't just find an end and start pulling you, you find a, a place somewhere near the end, and instead of pulling at it, you start slipping it backwards. And next thing you know, you have untangled a large you know, length of electrical cord or rope, or I give up on the fishing line. Just cut the fishing line, throw it away. It's okay. It's just fishing line. But you know, an extension cord or a big piece of rope, that's different. And when you look at a person's life, even though it may be complex, it's it's a matter of the using certain techniques and and sometimes the what seems to be the obvious, what seems to be the most straightforward approach, sometimes, you know, is is just working against you. And I'm thinking of one particular individual where, um, you know, the the tangled mess is is just that. And what I find interesting is uh, for this individual, when I have worked with them in the past, the the person put limits on me. You know that I can't stop this addiction because. It's what I need to get through the day. Uh, the people in my life all have to be getting help at the same time. I'm not doing it just myself. Uh, that I have to have some immediate positive results so I feel like I'm getting something out of this. And I was, uh, as I was listening, I was sitting here going, <clears throat> where is that magic one when you need one? You know, it's, it's just kind of like, poof, everything in life is supposed to be better right now. And a part of that frustration that the person was having, and I'm not dissing them or slamming them by any means. I mean, that's when, when we are in a messed up place, our perspective uh, sees things differently, and uh, th- then that is that's just a reality of it. But part of his big frustration was he had been trying to change other people, and that wasn't happening. And he was under the impression if I change just change all these other people, then I'll be okay. Hey. How many of you out there have found yourself kind of in that situation too at times? 
You know, if he would just change, if she would just change, if they would just change, poof, I'm fine. Well, I came across a little uh, meme, a, a little quote. I gotta take off my glasses so I can see stuff up close. The quote has been attributed to Lori Desheen. I don't know who Lori is. Probably should have looked her up before starting the podcast, but hey, we're up and running. And, excuse me, and the quote is No one changes unless they want to. Not if you beg them, not if you shame them, not if you use reason, emotion, or tough love. There's only one thing that makes someone change their own realization that they need to do it. So let's break this down. Let's look at this. No one changes unless they want to. Well, I would say there's kind of two two parts in that. No one changes unless they want to. Well, there's ways of making people do what we want them to do. You know, we can sell them on the idea. Then they're doing it voluntarily, right? Or we can manipulate them into doing something using guilt. That's a real good, you know, effective way. Oh, come on. You can do it. Just just do this for me. You know, I don't ask a whole lot of other things. Just go ahead and do it for me. And, and you'll feel better by doing that. Okay, that's, that's kind of using guilt. Or we can use intimidation. We can uh, threaten the person either straightforward or we can threaten them with uh, uh, something more subtle. You know, the last person who didn't do what I told them to do really regretted it. You don't want to be like that person, do you? You know, those kinds of things, uh, intimidation, can get people to do something, but they're not buying into it with manipulation or intimidation. They're not buying into it at all. They're doing it only because of the threat or because they felt bad. But as soon as that changes, they're not going to. So the idea that no one changes unless they want to, as far as long-term change, that's probably accurate. Not if you shame them. That ties in with the, the manipulation of guilt. Not if you use reason, emotion, or tough love. Because, And I agree with that, too, because if you're just using reason to get somebody to do something, to change, they've probably already thought about it themselves in a reasonable way. And if you use emotion to get somebody hyped up, pumped up, jacked up in order to get them to do something different, emotion short-lived because emotion, remember from previous podcasts, is based on beliefs. If they don't, you know, it's what you believe That creates the emotion. So if the belief is just in the moment and it's not a permanent change in belief, 
yeah, the emotion's going to fade. It's like whenever you hear somebody making this great pitch for buying something, either on television or over the internet, and you buy it and you immediately have remorse having bought it because the emotion faded and you bought it simply because of emotion. Or through tough love. Now, tough love is basically when we allow consequences, consistent consequences to occur when it comes to somebody's actions. And tough love is not a bad thing. Tough love is probably a pretty good thing when you're working with people that, whether it's kids or whether it's adults, that are out of control. But tough love by itself simply puts behavior in certain boundaries, but it doesn't change, you know, permanently. It doesn't change what's on the inside. It's just keeping somebody from doing something even more destructive. There's only one thing that makes someone change, their own realization that they need to do it. Going back to the individual there were several key parts of their messed upness, the, the hot mess part. And one of the things had to do with what they expected other people to do. The expectations were not realistic in wanting them, the other people, to change or that they should change, or that they should behave differently. Another part was this individual was using illegal drugs on a very frequent basis, and it was some pretty strong, hard kind of stuff. But the person had the belief that they needed to keep doing it. Now, let me go over the list. You know, not if you beg them. Well, I didn't really beg whenever I was talking with him. Because I, I, I usually don't. <laughs> not if you shame them. Well, I knew that wasn't going to be working because there, there seemed to be almost an immunity to shame. I'm not one to work up somebody's emotions except really to as a stepping stone to getting their attention about something. Or tough love. In this situation, I really had no control over the person's life. So I was incapable of implementing tough love. So what I had to do was really focus on helping him realize what he needed to do. Helping him come to that conclusion. You know, in looking at the problems that he was having with other people, my focus turned to the things that you're expecting these people to do, have they ever done them in the past? Because he would do things for people, 
but then they wouldn't return the favor. Have they ever been ones to do things for you? The person said no. They were always takers. They were never givers. They had been that way for a long time. And so why would you expect them to change? Why would you expect them to behave the way you want them to, as opposed to how they always do? All of a sudden, he started realizing, he started coming to an understanding of, you know what? That's right. This is their nature. This is their nature. He started having a realization that his efforts were not working. And so then we talked about sometimes what you have to do with those folks is really set up boundaries so they don't keep hurting you or taking from you or manipulating you. They're out there, but that's why you, you know, set boundaries. If they come over to your house and they want to stay for an extended period, say no. You don't have to let them stay at your house when they don't when they're not respectful you don't have to uh, even let them in for a visit you can meet with them outside if them coming inside leads to problems and you don't have to interact with them at all if it's always going in that wrong way and all of a sudden came that realization Oh, I don't have to do those things. Because he seemed to be operating under the belief that he had to. Then we started, you know, once we kind of had some realization in that area, then we looked at what are ways to, you know, or what what have been the, the results of using substances? Well, it's resulted in, you know, Money being spent, bad decisions being made, loss of jobs, um, loss of opportunities. So then it was like, okay, so what's what's the benefits of it? Well, I just have to do it. Okay, but what's the benefit? Sometimes we get in patterns of doing the, these things, and we're not having a benefit. Well, to make a long story short, you know, the the reason, the emotion, those different kinds of things, not to try to make him change, but just to help him have a realization that he needed to do something different. See, all of a sudden, by the time things were wrapped up that day, there was, he was having the realization that he needed to do something different. And we came up with a short list. And what was kind of interesting is a lot of times people don't ask for that short list of what to do between the end of this session and the start of the next. But he came straight out and said, what are the things that I need to do then? And so we brainstormed about three things. And we'll see, you know, what happens. But... When somebody reaches the realization, that's when things can change permanently. And that's what I look for. I look for what are ways that I can help somebody make a permanent change 
so that it's, you know, the person isn't having to fight and struggle with it over and over and over again. Once they make that permanent change in their mind, then their actions can follow. And that's really kind of the basis of cognitive therapy, cognitive reasoning. If we change how we think about something, our behaviors can follow. Now, there's other approaches. There's behavioral approach, which is kind of the opposite. If we start changing behaviors, the act of changing the behaviors and getting into new patterns will change how a person thinks. But this quote by, uh, by Lori here really tends to focus on that cognitive approach. No one changes unless they want to. Not if you beg them, not if you shame them, not if you use reason, emotion, or tough love. There's only one thing that makes someone change, their own realization that they need to do it. Those things can help get a person to that place of realization, but that's, that's the golden key. Realization that we need to do it. So what are the things that you struggle with? What are the things that you beat yourself up over for doing over and over and over again? And it's not getting you anywhere. Well, maybe it's where there's a belief or set of beliefs that still is tied to these old ways. And maybe it's where you need to focus on I need to see this differently. I need to see it from somebody else's perspective. I need to see it from God's perspective. I need this 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 way I've been doing doesn't work. Come to a realization that you need to do it and now you'll find yourself on a different path where the actions you take can have real progress. All right folks. Hmm. Another sip of coffee, and it's time to get moving on my day. So I wish you all the best. I hope you have a great Tuesday. Share this podcast with your friends. Uh, Share it on your social media. I would sure appreciate it. We're getting more listeners. Uh, We are on episode, what is this? I think this is 106. So spread it around. Let's see if we can get more and more people on board. We've had over 1,600 downloads, and I'd love to see it you know, move higher because that means that you know, I'm doing something right and that more and more people are finding out about it. All right, everybody. We will catch you next time on Morning Coffee. Have a great day. Bye.